0: For many of you, you probably know Pam. If you don't, you may run into her one day as a, um, a pastor over our youth. She co-pastors with her husband and leads our, our teen ministry. She also is a worship leader on the weekends and leads a team to just bring into, us into the presence of God. Um, she's also a small group leader. You saw her standing, and she invests in the lives of the women in her small group. Um, you may be a part of the community and you may have come across Pam in the community and she cares and loves for the people in our community so I love Pam's heart because what's so special about Pam is she just continues to lean into the Lord and whatever the Lord calls her to do she is a willing obedient servant so tonight would you give her a special welcome as she shares a message that the Lord gave her mm. so and enjoy <laughs>
1: Nice, my friend love you. love you. Hello, ladies. Well, I had the weirdest picture in worship. Bear with me, men, because this is going to be a little weird for me to share. but... God can do what He wants to do, right? I had a picture of us as if we were in labor bearing down on something. And I really felt like the Lord was just saying through worship that he wants to birth freedom in a greater way tonight. And I don't know about you, but my first thought when I had that was, Lord, I'm too tired to bear anything right now. (laughs) It has been a long summer. I am exhausted. I went on vacation in June, and it feels like that was last June. But I just kept thinking, I don't have any energy to bear anything and then I went okay this isn 't me it 's going to be you, so bear with me, <laughs> pun intended, um, but we 're just going to see what the Lord wants to do. Um, I just really felt I, I saw us in ministry time later kind of aggressively going for it and just asking Jesus to do what he wants to do tonight. So we are going to do that so tonight we 're going to uh, do the second half of this two part series and um, for many of you, some of you, you came in June and you heard Linda speak, and, and the series is called Abide in Me. And honestly, when we kind of rolled that out back in the beginning of summer, I think we thought we were going in one direction, and for both evenings the Lord's kind of done a little detour. But he's God, and so he gets to choose what he wants us to speak. So, But the, the overall context was this John 15, 4, which says, Remain in me, and I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain or abide in me. Now, abide's not a word we use every day in our modern-day English, but it's really simple. It just means to stay to continue, to dwell, or to reside. And so that picture is just that, that constant thing that we need to stay connected to Jesus. He's the vine, we're the branches. And I don't know about you, but a lot of times I wake up in the morning and I get my day going and my kids are saying what they need to do and I, and I forget to reconnect to that vine. But the Lord keeps reminding me season by season that it is absolutely essential To remain connected to him. If I want to be the mom that I'm supposed to be, I've got to stay, remain connected to him. If not, I'm going to be lashing out at my kids pretty quickly. If I want to be uh, a a polite and kind and, you know, whatever, friend, I need to stay connected to the vine. And uh, so we need to just remember that. And so that's kind of the premise uh, for this summer. But tonight I want to talk about something a little bit different, and that is the whole thing of abiding together in sisterhood. And sisterhood has kind of been this word that the Lord keeps putting in front of me this throughout the summer. I, I actually read a book early in the summer about it, and, and the Lord just kind of keeps bringing it right in front of me. And and I know that that can be a, a it's like, that's a intangible words sometimes. What does sisterhood mean, you know? And, and society actually sets us up for the exact opposite, right? Society often sets us up as women to compete, to uh, be jealous, to be suspicious of one another, to feel uh, less than when we're standing in a group of women. And I know even in these kinds of crowds sometimes it's hard to walk in the room and just not feel like, Ooh, what's everybody else thinking? And I just to feel inferior, but I really felt the Lord wants to, just like Vicki was talking about, he wants to encourage us that we're all unique. Every single person walking in here tonight has something to give someone else. And so we need to celebrate that uniqueness. And yet there's a balance to this. We can't do it alone. We need each other. And so it's this, this learning back and forth of, Yes, I'm unique, and I've got gifts, and I've got callings, and and God loves me as me, but I can't do it alone. I need my sisters. I need people around me in my life. So I believe if we can embrace this reality of sisterhood, that God can really birth something prophetically tonight in all of us. And just this realization and recognition that no one here is a threat. No one here is a competition, no one here is, uh, you know, vying for something that I can't have in the kingdom. We're sisters, and God wants us to to be that. So let's pray, and we're just going to invite the Lord to be here tonight as I share. Father, I thank you that you already know what every single woman is carrying as they walk in the door tonight. And Jesus, we're coming in at all different places. Some of us are exhausted and tired and we just need a fresh infilling of your Holy Spirit tonight. Some of us are flying high and we are just in a really good place. Some of us are anxious and, and carrying fears and things, Lord, just from what's going on in life. And you know exactly where every single woman is at tonight. And so Holy Spirit, I just invite you to come. And God, I just, I give you this time. I ask that you would just come fill the words, fill your scripture, fill this time, Lord Jesus. I ask that every single person would walk out somehow encouraged tonight, somehow feeling seen and known by you for something that's shared. Whether it's from me or from somebody in the cafe later. God, you are a big God. And you meet us right where we're at. And so I ask that, Holy Spirit, would you come right now? In Jesus' name I pray, amen. So I want to start tonight with this premise that God has created us with this innate need for each other. He's created us for community. He's created us to need each other. As God the Father is in relationship with the Son and the Holy Spirit, He's in relationship as a triune God. He's created us also to be in relationship with one another. And I believe there's something unique as women. For even those of us that are married, or if you're in a in a serious dating relationship with a man, God has put something in us as women that we just need to hang out. We need to be together. And I don't know about you, but there's just times when you know, I look at my husband, and I'm like, you just don't get it. You just don't get it. And I can just look at, a, you know, a friend, and they're like, yeah, I'm with you. I know what you're going through. I, I see it. You know, whatever. We need each other. And so God clearly shows throughout his word that, that we're not meant to walk this walk alone. He didn't, com- he didn't intend for us to walk life alone. We need each other. And so I believe the Lord wants to uh, chip off a little bit of our American independent spirit tonight and just really help us to see again that we need each other. I want to start with this quote that I found, and I tried to find the author, but I could not. So it says, a good friend knows all your best stories, a sister has lived them with you. A good friend knows all your best stories, a sister has lived them with you. And by sister, I don't necessarily mean biological. I mean a sister in Christ or a friend. So sisters are someone who are connected with you in spirit. They've seen you at your worst. They know the good, the bad, and the ugly. They've seen you in your good times, and your high points, and they've seen you in your lows. And they've stuck with you through thick and thin. We need women in our lives who truly know us who aren't afraid to ask the hard questions. I've got friends that'll look me in the eye and say, how are you doing? And I'll say, I'm doing good. And they'll be like, really? You know, and they'll just kind of stand there and wait. They won't won't talk anymore. And then I get really uncomfortable. Well, I'm sort of doing good, really? You know, and then I get even more uncomfortable. But we need to make room for other women in our lives and actually invite them in. Invite them into your life. You need to give them permission to ask the hard questions. I have women in my life who I have given permission to ask me any question at any time. If they think something's off, they know me and they think something's off, they have permission to ask me hard questions. I was reading a book for my women's group earlier this year, and she said she asked the question in the book, she said, do you have a friend that you can cry ugly with? <laughs> Do you have a friend you can cry ugly with? And I thought, oh, that's a good question. You know, it's just someone that you can just, you know, the snots coming out and the Kleenexes aren't, you know, your your mascara's running. But we all need this. And not just for the bad times, but also for the good times. We need people who will look us in the eye and encourage us and call things out and prophesy into our lives and see the things that we don't see. That will say and speak things over our lives, that will, will stir something up and create something prophetically in us. We need women who will speak life and ignite things in our hearts. We need sisters. Now, in a crowd this size, I realize and recognize there may be some of us that you're saying, I want that. I wanted it for years, and it just isn't happening. I remember really lonely times throughout my high school years and crying and asking God, you know, for a close friend. And for a while, the Lord's answer was, I'm your close friend. I'm the one you're going to confide in, in this season. And it was hard. I was like, no, thank you. That's not the answer I want. I'm going to pray again. And I go and ask again, and he'd say, I already said, right now, the answer's no. And I didn't understand it. I didn't know why. I remember moving here back in 2007, and no joke, when we moved, I, had, I just kind of began to get into some really good friendships with women. I don't know, for whatever reason, being in youth ministry... Lots of times we felt just a little bit outside of staff, you know, we're just, our role's different, and so like our friends are kids, but they're not really friends, they're the ones we're ministering to, and so I'm like, I'm really an adult, and you know, and so I was just starting to get this whole group of women friends, we'd go out, we'd really bear our souls, we would tell each other, and then, you know, God moves us. And I remember being here about a year and just being like, Lord, I just want somebody who knows me. I want history with somebody, somebody who knows my past. And the Lord said, be an inviter. Start reaching out. Start calling women. So I did. I was like, you don't know me. (laughs) You wanna go out for dinner? Please. You know, and I think I asked like 12 so that at least four would show up, you know. And that first night, it was actually, I think it was near my birthday. I, invited, I said, just come. I just want to get to know people. And I did. And God really, from that, t- there was just friendships that, that, I think you were there. That first, Vicki was there. And so God just began from that dinner to give me friends. But I had to initiate. It wasn't like Jesus just said, walk into the room and here you go. You know, I had to be a little bit bold and, and ask people. So, I believe tonight that God wants to begin by shouting out a whisper to all of us, that he believes in us, that he's created us with a purpose and a plan, and that we're just simply called to be his daughters. We're called to be his kids. And that everything we do comes out of that place of being a daughter. So, let's dive in. Galatians 4, 4 through 7 is going to be the scripture for our first point tonight. And the first point is, know who you are in Christ. Often times when we meet someone new in life, you know, we go up and we introduce ourselves and we say, Hi, what's your name? And we say, so what do you do, right? What do you do? And we kind of wait for them to list. Oh, I'm this or that, or I work here, or I'm a stay-at-home mom. or We create this list of what we do. And so in a moment, we begin creating in our heads who this person must be based on what they do, right? And uh, I just really felt like the Lord wanted to remind us that those are just temporary labels. What we do is not who we are. It's simply what we do. What we do is not who we are. It's simply what we do. And as Christians, our true identity is found in Christ. It's found in Christ. Galatians 4, 4 through 7 says, and I'm reading from the New Living Translation. It says, But when the right time came, God sent his son, born of a woman, subject to the law. God sent sent him to buy freedom for us who were slaves to the law, So that he could adopt us as his very own children. And because we are his children, God has sent the spirit of his son, the Holy Spirit, into our hearts. Prompting us to call out, Abba, Father. Now you are no longer a slave, but God's own child. And since you are his child, God has made you an heir. So we all start from this place tonight. This even playing field. We are his children. You might be a teacher. You might be an administrator. You might be a stay-at-home mom. Those are the things you do. Your label with Jesus and with God is daughter. How freeing is that? Think of when you were a little girl. You know, just the freedom of being a kid. We all have this amazing inheritance through Jesus Christ, and we all have the same access and rights and inheritance. It's the same for every person sitting here tonight. Our privileges and access to God is equal. I wanna show you this next slide. I don't know how many of you know this. this. These are my kids. Don't tell Jake I left him out, but I was searching and searching and searching. I was like, forget it. Um, But the picture on the left is all three of our kids, and the picture on the right is Marcus. For those of you who don't know, Marcus, who's our youngest, who is almost as tall as me at nine years old, he was adopted. And he looks more like Jake than our other two kids. But um, God knows what he's doing when he puts kids into families, right? Um, So he was born in the Philippines, and at two weeks old, his mother, his biological mother, put him into a missionary orphanage. And we have this amazing letter from her saying, you know, she did not want to give him up, but that she basically gave him up because of poverty. And, you know, as she gave him up, she's, she's just kind of explaining this whole thing. She actually has another son who's two years older than Marcus, and so it's very clear that she knew as a mom she could not take care of two little boys on the income that she was making. And so she gave Marcus up for adoption, where he lived for almost two years until we were selected to go and be his parents. Now, when I look at my kids, I as a mom, I never identify Marcus as our adopted son. He's a Lozano. And so he has equal rights and access to everything that makes our family our family. He has the same rights and privileges as Caleb and Judah. He's just one of the kids. And so that's how God views us. In the same way, Jesus Christ, God's only son, was God's only son. And yet all of us who received Jesus as our Savior, we now have this access. We've been adopted into God's family. And that's the foundation we build upon tonight because it begins, I am hoping that it will begin to equal the playing field. It begins to allow us to see we all have the same position in Christ as daughters. Can you guys say that out loud? Daughters. Daughters. So we start from this foundational truth. And the great thing about being a daughter is God's love is unconditional, it's unearned, it's unchanging, it's unqualified. It's simply a gift. So we're all daughters in Christ. But, as Vicky shared earlier, we aren't all the same. We're all unique. We're all very different. Number two, we need to know, know your place in Christ. Know your place in the body of Christ. And just as she was sharing, and you know, that was a prophetic dream because it really dovetails really well. I love how God does that. We all have importance in the body of Christ. God has created each one of us with specific giftings, with a specific purpose and a specific plan. You all can do things that I can't do, believe me. I'm not a great cook, I can't grow a plant for anything. I'm not the best at, I couldn't dance if you paid me to. I mean, there's just, there's certain things. I'm, you know, you guys all have gifts and talents that I don't have. And so we need to be looking for those things in people and calling those things out, like I said earlier. Blessing gifts in women when we see them. 1 Corinthians 12, 4 through 11. Bear with me, this is a little bit long, but... I want to read this whole thing in the New Living Translation. It says, There are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but the same Spirit is the source of them all. There are different kinds of service, but we serve the same Lord. God works in different ways, but is the same God who does the work in all of us. A spiritual gift is given to each of us so we can help each other. To one person, the Spirit gives the ability to give wise advice, to another, the same Spirit gives a message of special knowledge. The same Spirit gives great faith to another, and to someone else, the, spirit, the one Spirit gives the gift of healing. He gives one person the power to perform miracles, and another the ability to prophesy. He gives someone else the ability to, to discern whether a message is from the Spirit of God or from another spirit. Still another person is given the ability to speak in unknown languages, while another is given the ability to interpret what is being said. It is the one and only Spirit who distributes all these gifts. He alone decides which gift each person should have. So first, let's break this apart a little bit. First we see there are a wide variety of spiritual gifts. But they all originate from God. They all originate from God. We can't do any of those things that we just read about without the Spirit of God. If I go and lay hands on somebody and pray for them, there's nothing in me that can heal that person. It's the Spirit of God coming through me and into that person that heals them. If we give a prophetic word, there's nothing in me that creates or generates this word. It's God giving an impression, and then it goes forth. So all of these gifts originate from God. Secondly, we see that we are all, say all, we are all given spiritual gifts. Every one of us has some gift, and it's for the purpose of helping others. None of the gifts that God gives us are for ourselves. And I think that's where we get in trouble sometimes. We think, oh, I've got this gift, so now I can, da-da-da-da, right? Right? All these gifts that we've been given are for the purpose of helping others. The message even says, each person is given something to do that shows who God is. Everyone gets in on it. Everyone benefits. It's about revealing God to others. So again, all these gifts that we desire, that we want, we have to remember they're for the purpose of blessing Others. Next we see the list of gifts. And I, this is not an exhaustive list because there's other gifts listed in other passages, but wise counsel, clear understanding, or discernment. One version says faith, healing, miracles, proclamation or prophecy, discerning of spirits, tongues, the interpretation of tongues. Now if all these gifts... Are originated in God. I really believe that we can grow in these gifts as we grow in our relationship with God. He can add to, He can give us more, He can increase our ability in something as we grow in personal relationship. As we get more of God, we're able to flow more in the power and in the gifts of His Spirit. As we grow deeper in him, our spiritual gifts and abilities also grow. It's just the simple principle, faithful and little, faithful and much. He adds to us. And lastly, we see that God is the distributor of gifts. He decides who gets what gift. Now, often I read that scripture, and in my heart I'm reading it as a, as a four-year-old little girl, and I think, that's not fair. <laughs> I want that gift. I wish I could do that, you know, but it says that God is the one who distributes the gift. I believe, though, as we go, as we grow in our relationship with God, if we have this long history with God, over time, he will give us more. He will add more tools to the tool belt, like Danny says we'll grow in wisdom, we'll grow in discernment, we'll grow in faith. We'll be able to uh, speak into a situation prophetically because we're just more intimate with him. Sometimes I think we limit ourselves in these spiritual gifts, though. We just kind of write off, well, I'm not whatever. Whatever. I know my big one always was, I'm not evangelistic. I'm just not that. Jake's great at meeting new people. I'm just kind of, you know, that's not my gift. Until Jesus said, are you a follower of me? And I said, yes. And he said, then you need to evangelize. Okay, yes, sir. It's not my favorite thing. I always get shaky. But God's growing me in it. And the more I do it, the more comfortable I get with it, the more I see, okay, I just got to do it in my own way. I'm not Jake. I will never be like him. We couldn't be more opposite. But God uses it in my own giftings in the the way that feels comfortable to me. So if you are feeling tonight like I don't have any spiritual gifts, I just want to say that's a lie from the enemy because that scripture says that he gives gifts to all of us. And just because you haven't found your spiritual gift yet doesn't mean you don't have it, you know, I'd encourage you to pray and ask God to show it to you. First Peter 4.10 says, God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another. So ask God, Lord, what gifts have you given me? What's in there that I'm not aware of yet? You know, maybe you just have a different word for prophecy. <laughs> maybe it just isn't, that's not your language or that's not your lingual, But But giving, you know... Giving someone a word or giving them an impression or speaking over them, that's that's a prophetic word. If, If you still are praying and you don't get anything, ask a friend or a mentor and say, what gifts do you see in me? What things do you see come naturally to me? Sometimes somebody else can see into our lives a lot better than we can. So ask people. And the third one I'd really encourage you is get into a small group. Small groups are great places to find out where your gifts are. If you don't have a small group, mine meets first and third Fridays. We are always looking for new people. So you're more than welcome. All right, point number three know that we need each other as sisters. Know that we need each other as sisters. So, first, know who you are in Christ. Know your place in the body of Christ, and then know that we need each other as sisters. We are all one body with many parts. Just like Vicki was talking about, we're all unique. There's not one person in here that looks identical to someone else. Even families and siblings and daughters, we all look differently. Once we find our place in the body, we realize and recognize that we as individuals don't make up the whole body. We're just one part. We're just one part. We need each other. We need the diversity, the differences, the personalities, the races, the genders, the age ranges. We need it all. We need it all. We are all the body, and we are all significant. All right, one more long scripture. Bear with me. 1 Corinthians 12, 12 through 31. The human body has many parts. Follow along, or if you've got your Bibles, you can turn. I loved when Phil kept going on and on this weekend. He'd say, or click. You could tell that was really, like, bothering him. (laughs) As a youth pastor, I'm always wondering, are they clicking to the Bible? Are they clicking on Facebook or Snapchat or whatever? So it says, a human body has many parts, but the many parts make up one whole body. So it is with the body of Christ. Some of us are Jews, some are Gentiles, some are slaves, and some are free. But we have all been baptized into one body by one spirit, and we all share the same spirit. Yes, the body has many different parts, not just one part. If the foot says, I'm not a part of the body because I'm not a hand, that that does not make it any less a part of the body. And if the ear says, I am not a part of the body because I am not an eye, would that make it any less a part of the body? If the whole body were an eye, how would you hear? Or if your whole body were an ear, how would you smell anything? But our bodies have many parts, and God has put each part just where he wants it. How strange a body would be if it only had one part. Yes, there are many parts, but only one body. The eye can never say to the hand, I don't need you. The head can never say to the feet, I don't need you. In fact, some parts of the body that seem weakest and least important are actually the most necessary. In fact, some of the body that seem weakest and least important are actually the most necessary. And the parts we regard as less honorable are those we clothe with the greatest care. So we carefully protect those parts that should not be seen, while the more honorable parts do not require the special care. So God has put the body together such that extra honor and care are given to those parts that have less dignity. This makes for harmony among the members, so that all the members care for each other. If one part suffers, all the parts suffer with it. If one part is honored, all the parts are glad. All of you together are Christ's body, and each of you is a part of it. Here are some of the parts God has appointed for the church. First are apostles, second are prophets, third are teachers, then those who do miracles, Those who have the gift of healing, those who can help others, those who have the gift of leadership, those who speak in unknown languages. Are we all apostles? Are we all prophets? Are we all teachers? Do we all have the power to do miracles? Do we all have the gift of healing? Do we all have the ability to speak in unknown languages? Do we all have the ability to interpret unknown languages? Of course not. So you should earnestly desire the most helpful gifts. So this whole thing of we need each other, we can't say to each other, oh, I don't need you. I don't, I don't need that part of the body. We are all connected and we need each other and what each one of us brings to the table. So let's lean into three truths from this scripture. Number one, we are each one part in a larger body. We're going to look in a minute. We are all One part in a larger body. Number two, we are all needed and important. We are all needed and important. See, that's why God didn't want any winners tonight. He wants to instill, we are all needed and important. Number three, we are all called to love and depend on each other. So number one, we are each one part in a larger body. If we can step into this, kind of the both end of this, what I said in the beginning. We all have gifts. We're all needed. God wants to use each and every one of us. But we're all part of a larger body. That combats pride. If we can realize we're part of this larger body, we don't get too puffed up. We don't get too self-sure. We lean into that place of, man, I need my sisters in my life. I need somebody to take me down a few pegs when I'm thinking, you know, it's all about me. The balance is knowing we're only one part in a larger body. You know, if you think of it like this, I mean, you know, we're one church in this city. You know, our vineyard church is one in a much larger region, in a much larger nation, in a much larger world, you know? I could come in on a Sunday morning and think, man, worship was pretty good today when I let, you know? There's not one person in China who could care less. Or Westerville, for that matter, (laughs) you know? And maybe not even in the room. But I get up on a Sunday morning and I say, okay, God, this is a task you've given me for this season. I'm one person. I may not have the best voice. There may be somebody in the audience who's a better musician, who can sing better than me. But this is what you've given me to do for this season. And until you tell me not to, I'm going to do it. And I'm going to pray that every time I do it, somebody encounters you. And see, that takes me out of the picture. It's all about Jesus. It's all about him using my gifts. And he gets to say when... When I get to use them, and he gets to say, okay, now you're done. Somebody else's turn. We move into the things that God gives us to do, but we see that we're a much part, part of a much larger body. Number two, we are all needed and important. When we, when we can really, really hone into this, we can see this is where it combats comparison and competition. When we, when we begin elevating others and saying, you're needed, you're wanted, we need your gifts, come on. It combats the whole comparison and, and the competition. And honestly, this is something I've had to deal with a lot in my lifetime, and still I still struggle with it. You know, I walk into a group of women especially, and, and there's just automatically this constant comparison of, this and that and you know I'm, I'm kind of an internal processor which can be dangerous at times you know but when we begin looking into someone's life and drawing them out and your gifts and your passions I need you I need what you bring to the table it just it just allows the the lies of the enemy you know to be dispelled You know, think about it this way. If you're a mom of more than one kid, you know, we don't want all of our kids to be exactly the same, do we? If I had, you know, three Judas, oh my goodness, you know. Or three Kalins for that matter, you know. But we love our kids for their uniqueness and their individual qualities and and we love what's in them that makes them uniquely you. So why do we think anything different of ourselves? Why do we think that God looks down and he goes, you're my favorite, you're not. You're my favorite, you're not. He looks at us like his kids and he goes, guess what? You're my favorite and you're my favorite and you're my favorite and you're my favorite. And and he would do it for every single one of us. So you can at any time say I'm God's favorite and you're absolutely right. We all are. I know for so many years, and I don't know why, when I was preparing this, God just kept taking me back to women's conferences and meetings, and even when I was young and a teen, and I'd sit there and I'd say, I wish I could invite the Holy Spirit like Penny. Or I wish I could pray for people and see miracles like Robbie Dawkins. Or I wish, you know, and I would just constantly do this thing in my head instead of just like being in the moment and receiving more of the Holy Spirit and getting blessed, I was just having this little pity party with myself, you know. And God standing there screaming, going, yes, but (laughs) you get this instead. You get that. But I was sitting there wanting somebody else's gift. So we all are important. Number three, we are called to love and depend on each other. This combats self-sufficiency. If we can recognize and realize that we're all called to love and depend on each other, we can get out of that place of thinking, yeah, I've, I've got it pretty good here. You know, I was just thinking, my Facebook feed was feeding me pictures this week, and a year ago this time, Jake was in a rehab hospital. And uh, he had just had, you know, we were about a week out from his motorcycle accident. And, and I just was remembering, like, he couldn't do anything for himself. You know, we were leaving the hospital, or we were sitting in the hospital one day, and, I mean, he could not get out of bed to go to the bathroom. And I'm thinking, I, I can't take care of him. I can't, you know. and I mean, he was just in this place of utter dependency on everybody. You know? And God really taught us a lot through that season about, you know, as a family, leaning into one another and picking up and serving when you don't feel like serving and on and on and on. I was, thank God he didn't have a bell. If he had had a bell, ooh. <laughs> My mom said one time she came to visit, she's like, I'm going to bring a bell. I said, do not bring a bell or we will be in trouble. But he was just in this place of utter dependency and And, uh, you know, we as a family, we were just serving. And, And then even on top of that, though, it was wonderful. The church just reached out, and we had people bringing us meals and mowing our lawn and doing things that just we couldn't handle. You know, and that was in a time of crisis. But even when it's not a crisis, we need to learn to live that way. You know, when we aren't doing well, to pick up the phone and say, I am struggling. I need help. Will you pray for me? No one, I promise you, no one on the other line is going to be going, hold on, you know, and it's... If you are, you need, to, you need some help yourself. But, um, you know, but so often we're embarrassed to be the weak one. We're embarrassed. We're, we're, we don't want to be the burden. I had to battle that even last year. Like, know, yeah, we're okay. We're, we're fine. You know, we don't want to ask for anything. But there's just times... If you're currently struggling with something, anxiety, depression, fear, whatever, I want to really encourage you to allow someone to come alongside of you and walk this with you. I'm going to share something. I had it in my notes earlier to share this, and I wasn't sure how I was supposed to, but the Lord just brought it back, so I'm going to assume he wants me to share it. This is a little vulnerable, but um, within this last year, I had something happened in my walk with the Lord or in life that was, I had never, ever, ever experienced. And it, it, was, it really threw me for a loop. And that was for an entire week, I kept having the thought go over and over in my head. And you don't even know this, but that's okay. Um, I just kept hearing in my head the phrase, an affair would be fun. An affair would be fun. And I'm not kidding. When I thought it the first time, I thought, whoa, where is this coming from? So I'm journaling, I'm writing, I'm going to scripture, I'm trying to battle it, I'm doing all these things that I need to do, get in worship. And I'm not kidding. I was having dreams about having an affair. And believe me, I've had people close in my life have an affair. So I know, I knew that it was a lie. But it just, it wouldn't leave me. And I I mean, it was throughout the day for an entire week. And I got to the end of the week, and I thought, this is, I felt like I was going crazy. And I thought, man, and I I heard the Lord say, you have a choice to be vulnerable and let somebody know, or you're going to be in trouble. And, I mean, it was like the fear of the Lord was on me. And I was embarrassed. I thought, I'm not going to share this. I, I've been a Christian for 30 years, Lord. I, I got the stuff. I know, how to, I know how to deal this. And yet it would not leave me. So I had breakfast with a friend. And the whole time we're having breakfast, she's like talking. And I'm thinking, I'm going to share it. I'm going to say it. But no, okay. Yeah, how's your life? Yeah, what's going on? More coffee? Yeah, let's, you know, I was trying to get around this thing, and I just kept, feel, tell, I kept feeling the Lord say, you better share it, or you're going to be in trouble. This needs to be diffused. So, no joke, in breakfast she's like, I, I have to leave early, and I thought, oh my gosh, okay. And I knew I had, like, a minute, or I, and I just said, okay, I know you got to run, but I really need to share something with you, and I'm embarrassed to share it, but I've got to, or I feel like I'm gonna be in trouble. And I started welling up with tears, and I just threw, you know, I just said, the enemy is lying to me, and I just keep hearing in my head an affair would be fun. And it just got really quiet. And I was shaking, and I was like, you know, and she just looked me in the eye, and she loved me, and she said, Thank you for sharing. Thank you for being vulnerable. Thank you for not letting the enemy have this foothold in your life. And no joke, I walked out of there, and the temptation lessened. And the next day, she texted me, and she said, how are you doing? And I said, I'm doing better. And she followed up with me for the next few days, and within a few more days, it was gone. And I just felt tonight to share that because we need each other. And when we get in the place of thinking, no, I got this, I'm good, I've, I've been a Christian, or I, I can do this with Jesus, yes, sometimes you can, but other times you really just need, I knew, I, kept, I, I, mean, I knew the truth, I've heard it over and over my whole life, I knew in order to diffuse the power of the enemy that I had to expose it. And it meant being vulnerable, it felt It even, even the thought felt dirty. And yet she just loved me and accepted me and thanked me. And thank God I did. Because it broke the power of the enemy. In closing, I want to read Ephesians 4, 2 and 3. It says, be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. We need to be humble in our relationships with one another, willing to share when we're struggling. You know, my temptation wasn't sin, but if I had acted on it, it would have been. And who knows? I don't know. If I hadn't shared that with her, You know, it was interesting, too, one other thing that happened. It was very interesting that that same week I was having all those thoughts, a random guy in the church came up and said, Hey, beautiful. And I mean, it like, it was like, you know, just, and I was like, man, the enemy knows. And so, who knows if I hadn't shared it, what it what would have happened. But we need to be humble in our relationship with one another, Patient and bearing with each other in love. Life's hard enough. Life's hard enough as it is. When we try to isolate ourselves and, and kind of quarter ourselves off, and, and it's only going to get worse, you know, as there's things going on crazy in the world, people are going to keep doing this and hiding in their houses and pulling back and not feeling safe. And we need to, as a church, combat that and keep inviting people into our lives. Let's stand, and we're going to just pray and see what the Holy Spirit wants to do as we enter into ministry time tonight. Kaylin, if you want to play. I have a couple words that I felt like the Lord gave me, but if there's anything, any of the leaders or anyone in the room, if you have a word, you can come up and take the mic. We are a, everybody gets to play church, so um, let's just stand and invite the Lord to be here. Sometimes I tend to rush this part, but I just really felt like the Lord said to wait a minute. So, Holy Spirit, we just invite you to come. We invite you to come. We thank you, Lord, that your word is true, and I ask, Lord, that just seeds of truth would be planted tonight, and Holy Spirit, we invite you to come now. The first one was that whole thing if you're struggling with labels. You know, maybe you feel like you identify with who you are by what you do. And I just saw the Lord kind of taking a sharpie and xing out whatever word we've put on ourselves or families put on us or friends have put on us. It's like the Lord just X'd out those words, and he just wrote, daughter. And so if that's you tonight, I just want to invite you to come forward and just just let the father love on you. Let him take those labels off, because a lot of times what those labels do is they cause us to perform. We try to do things out of our own power, our own wisdom, or our own whatever. But as daughters, we just we just get to be. So that's the first thing. And the second one is if you you know, you just tend to struggle with comparison or jealousy or even just women, like just the thought of coming to women's events or women's stuff, just, you know, it's got this negative connotation for you. Um, I just want to invite you to come because I really feel like the Lord just wants to give you a fresh picture of just what it means to to be in a sisterhood, to have sisters around you, loving you, accepting you right where you're at. So if either of those, you have a word? Vicki or Heather?
2: Um, Okay, so I'll be a little vulnerable. Um, I feel like as I was, um, as we were praying for the service before we started tonight, I felt like the Lord said, um, I want you to be humble. Um, as a leader, I want you to be humble. Like I'm going to have stuff to talk to you about tonight. And It's like, oh, that sounds really good, God. Thank you. <laughs> Why, well, uh, yes, Lord. And Crap. <clears throat> okay, here, here I am. Um, I felt like the Lord not only wanted to do this for me, but wanted to have some of us actually confess some of the things you highlighted tonight. Hmm. Um, and I just want to confess to you guys the sin of just self-sufficiency. Um, I've been in one of the busiest seasons of my life, and I have rarely asked for help and I have rarely said you know what hey I'm having a hard day I'm weak today because I do that I just like hey me and Jesus you know yeah and I I know that God is highlighting some people that he wants me to just be more vulnerable with and and be needy oh boy I don't like that word needy (laughs) but I feel like he's uh He's combating my pride of of self self sufficiency and 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 not even with him I feel like I've been in a place of utter dependence on him for the last like two years in a way I haven't in a long time, but man it's it's God's challenging me with another facet of that and He's yeah, saying I good. want you to be interdependent and I want you to need people. It's good. Oh boy. <laughs> so I'm confessing that to you and and I feel like the Lord has has even one person here that you know of tonight that you're like, I could share this with her. And and I want you to pull that person aside, even if they don't know you really well, but they feel safe. And I want you to say, I confess this to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, whatever that is, whatever you feel like maybe God has highlighted to you tonight, I want you to pull them aside and and just ask them to pray with you for just five minutes. Like, just, just pray with me right now. I need, I need that light to be put into an area that's just been dark. I need the freedom that you even talked about in the beginning that freedom yeah and uh the last thing is when we were also praying before the service i saw this is really cool um even just in this week the lord said i really want to honor the women that come here tonight and mm-hmm. did you know you're special because you showed up as yes, yeah. you are <laughs> yeah. um he really wanted to honor us and he said i don't think you realize how special and how I love these women and it's almost like he's saying like these women that are coming here tonight they're on a different platform like these are my women like I honor them and it was so cool we were praying and I I saw the biggest baddest like feet in front of the what is that the awning right out front yeah and they were just like on either side of the awning and and the arms were like I'm like is that an angel is that you God like what is that I mean it was like you're not going to mess with these women tonight. Mm. These are my women. And I just was like, wow, that you would put the biggest, baddest angel like right out front because you are all about protecting your women that you honor and that you love. And what's going to happen here tonight is something special and something you've ordained and something you have purpose on. I just, I know that he has so much more to do in us that he wants to reveal to us. And that freedom, definitely, that freedom, is, is available to us tonight, so thank you. Really love the vulnerability tonight.
0: Um, I think it's powerful, so thank you both for sharing. Um, there was a phrase that um, came back to me. Um, and it was, it's a new day. Mm. And I think there are some people here that need to hear that, it's a new day. And that God is ending a chapter in your life yeah. and giving you a fresh start and starting new in Him. It's a new day. And yeah. don't miss that. Yeah. I also felt there was laughter in the room at one point. And it was so sweet to me to hear all of you laugh because we don't do that enough. And I think some of you really, God wants to restore your joy. And just find mm-hmm. reasons to laugh mm-hmm. because we take this stuff too seriously in life. Yeah. And God just wants us to celebrate, yeah. celebrate with him that we have a God who loves us. Yeah. It's good. It's good. So let's, just, let's just take a minute and invite the Holy Spirit. Yeah. So we so want to meet with you, Jesus. Mm-hmm. Just come mighty in power. wash your living water over these women, over your yeah. daughters. Yeah. Mm.
1: Mm. God's good.
0: God wants to meet you tonight, and if there's something that he just hooked your heart with tonight, we want to pray for you. Yeah. So if you just want to come forward and respond to what the lord is doing in you and sometimes that's really scary and uncomfortable but just that step of coming up here just breaks so much so i just invite you to come up and ask for prayer and just let god meet you up here tonight so don't you just become begin coming forward Mm -hmm. and let's just pray for each other let's just cover each other yeah
1: And if you're having a hard time, believing just that whole thing, just you're important, you're special, you're unique. I feel like God wants to break those lies that you believe too. So just come. There's gonna be a variety of people praying for a variety of things, but just come. And if you don't need prayer, then come and pray for someone else. And just bless them, be a sister, stand with them. All right? Kaylin's going to sing this song, but I just invite you to keep coming. If you need something else, if you need healing tonight, emotional healing, physical healing, just come get prayer. This is a great time to just be vulnerable and allow the Lord to minister to you. As Kaylin sings this, I just, if you're not getting prayer for something specific, I just want you to, if you feel comfortable, to hold your hands out. You know, it's talking about showers of mercy and grace are falling on every face. And the Lord's just moving on different people throughout the room. And so you don't have to have someone standing there praying for you, for God to just move and meet you right where you're at. So Holy Spirit, I ask now for you to come. And even as she's singing about freedom, I ask, Lord, for the power of the Holy Spirit to come and bring freedom into every woman's life who's here right now. God, I pray for freedom from addictions, I pray for freedom from depression, freedom from oppression, freedom from anxiety. Lord, we speak the name of Jesus over situations and circumstances tonight. We say, God, you are greater. And Lord, we cannot be self-sufficient in this, we need you, and so Lord, we reach out. And we ask for the power of the Holy Spirit tonight to enable and equip and fill and empower women across this room tonight. For those struggling with self-image issues, for those struggling with feeling inadequate, feeling overlooked, God, would you reach out? Would you just like Heather saw that picture of of the angel standing there. Would, Would they just see you, God, towering over them saying, you are mine. We cancel the lies of the enemy tonight that says you are not seen. You are not loved. You are not gifted. We cancel those lies. We replace them with truth that we are daughters of the Most High King. We have the privileges and rights of the kingdom. We are loved. Come Lord, there's freedom, Lord. I don't know, this woman here standing to my left, you're all by yourself in the middle right here. What's your name, Sarah? Um, I just simply saw the Lord putting a royal robe on you. It was like this purple velvet royal robe. And I just felt like the Lord wanted you to see yourself in that um, place of being in his kingdom as his daughter. That you have a royal robe. And that no matter what's going through your head right now and in your heart, that he sees you, he knows you, and that he's placing a royal robe on you. And that's how you're to see yourself. I also had a word, um, I don't know if there's someone here, and you don't have to necessarily come forward, but um, just, just the word unwanted pregnancy went through my head, and I don't know if that was you were an unwanted pregnancy, and so you've just kind of carried that rejection your whole life of I was unwanted, but I felt like God wants to minister to a deep place in your soul tonight. that he wants to combat that with the truth that he wanted you he purposed you he planned you you're not a mistake so if that's you if you i'll pray for you or if you'd find somebody to pray for you nudge your neighbor if that is you and you you want the lord to minister to that but just the whole thing of an unwanted pregnancy i just want to encourage you don't let this time pass We don't get these very often, and this is the last one for the summer. So, really, if you need prayer, just please ask. There's lots of people here who would love to pray for you.
0: If you're receiving from the Holy Spirit now, I just encourage you to continue that don't stop it take it in and you've got freedom to stay in here when you're ready you can head on out to the cafe and we're just going to have some time to just talk hang out together and just kind of enjoy fellowshipping with each other there's yummy dessert so be sure to help yourself to that and don't forget to grab a rose tonight and take it home with you and just let the lord do what he wants to do in you with that so we're going to go ahead and, and release when you're ready, so, but don't feel rushed.